Hey, Alex, how's it going? Going good. How about you? I'm doing great. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, NFL and MLB show on the uh, Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. Today on the MLB show, we're going to talk about the Angels, A's, Astros, Mariners, and Rangers 2019 seasons. And also on the NFL segment, lots to talk about. So we're going to start with the NFL first. So we have a lot to talk about today as well with free agency the new league year about to be is already underway in full swing so let's start off with the antonio brown trade to the raiders and tell me your thoughts on that well i thought the raiders um you know they got the a third and a fifth round draft choices from um from the steelers from from that deal for me you know i kind of thought that um that pittsburgh getting those third and fifth round draft choices I kind of felt like they were they would have gotten a bit of a higher um draft pick I would have thought maybe getting a second round draft choice and maybe a third round and maybe even a player in that in that deal but just it kind of seemed that Antonio Brown just wanted out of Pittsburgh and basically Pittsburgh was just willing to almost just I guess get anything for him so I mean I really I really kind of thought there would have been almost a different draft pick in in this situation there, but I think Oakland got the benefit of the um, deal, knowing that they only needed to give up two draft picks to, to get him on their team. Oh, absolutely. I think the, I think Antonio Brown's going to make the Raiders better, but at the same time, it, the AFC West belongs to the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Agreed. A- absolutely. Yeah. Oakland's Oakland's got a long way to go there. They still need to improve their defense a little bit. And, you know, I think they're just, they're miles away from basically catching Kansas City as well as uh, the Los Angeles Chargers as as well. Those two teams are probably going to be chasing after each other again next year in the AFC West. Yeah, and expect the Chargers to finish second behind the uh, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And then are there news that we're going to talk about here now? Let's talk about your Giants first and talk about the stupidest trade that Dave Gettleman made was trading Odell Beckham to the Browns. So tell me your thoughts on a, on a Giants fan perspective on how you feel about the Giants doing this to a once-in-a-generation star receiver in Odell Beckham. It, it, it was tough for me to, um, to like, see it at first, you know, seeing the headline there, but just kind of thinking about the moves that Gettleman has, has made, and, I, and this is just my perspective on this. I mean, other Giants fans can kind of criticize me for saying this, but I think – knowing that you let Landon Collins go to the Washington Redskins on his six-year deal, and now you trade Beckham to Cleveland, uh, in, in my opinion, it looks like the Giants are just trying to clean house right now. They kind of really got the two guys out of there who were just kind of bad cancers to their team. They knew like they were just kind of just doing whatever what they wanted to do. So in, 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 my, in my perspective, you know, seeing like what the moves they – have done since then, you know, they signed Anton Bethea, they signed Golden Tate just a day or two ago. So like they, they're, they're just trying to build in a different direction. And they also got um, two pretty good draft picks for the Browns. They got a first and a third round draft choice for him. I liked what I saw from Jabril Peppers. I mean, me personally, I don't think it was a dumb move, but it's just, it's my opinion of just seeing, that the Giants are just trying to say, you know what, we're going to go a completely different direction here. We're going to try and get maybe a first-round draft choice at quarterback, and we're just going to go in this direction and see what we can do. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. But when it comes to the Giants mock draft for me, when it comes to the, their first first uh, first with their two first round picks they have, obviously with the sixth pick, I have them going with Dwayne Haskins at six, and I have them drafting Greg Little at seventeen in the trade that Cleveland sent. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see uh, um, the Giants going after him. You know, I'm kind of almost thinking I was talking about this with somebody else. I mean, if they're going to go Dwayne Haskins there in the first, you know, I mean, you can almost just target almost someone on the defensive side as well. I'll have to take a look at that guy that you were um, just mentioning to me. I don't I don't think I've, you know, watched enough highlights on him in college. But, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the Giants could go after him or maybe someone to really help that defense with James Batcher. Yeah, you're 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 right about that. I think the Golden Tate signing was good for the Giants and also I think uh I also I also think that uh you you but you agree with me about the Giants drafting Dwayne Haskins and also uh Greg Little because I'm telling you right now and I and agree with me if I'm right about this that this is the last year of Eli Manning. Agreed. A- absolutely. I like Eli Manning by the way, but Everybody's just tired of him right now from Giants fans' perspective. So that's why I think he's going to retire after this season. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just think Eli knows that his window is basically just running out. And if the Giants are going to be the ones to draft Dwayne Haskins, I mean, Eli's goal basically is just to mentor Haskins this year and then next year. You know, either Eli Manning's just going to ask for release from the team or um, just going to. Um, just retire from from the NFL period but you know I just saying you know he's of all the stuff that Eli Manning has accomplished in his career I think mentoring Dwayne Haskins or whoever the Giants are going to get as a quarterback in the first round that's going to be his biggest priority heading into this season yeah I, I Eli Manning's in a contract year so that's why I expect him to retire after the season's over agreed mm-hmm so now, with that being said, let's talk about my Patriots and getting Michael Bennett. So um, t- tell me your thoughts on that, and also with the Patriots losing Trey, uh, Trey Flowers and Malcolm Brown. Yeah, that yeah that was a very surprising deal for me to um, see Flowers go to a Patricia in, in Detroit. But I, I, I like Michael Bennett, though, going to, to your Patriots. You know, I was, I was very impressed with him in his years that he – played for Seattle last year in Philadelphia. I thought he, you know, was kind of good some games. He was off some games. He just kind of really couldn't generate as much of a pass rush as he could in Seattle because they just had such a incredible defense there in Seattle, not so much in Philadelphia. But I think he's going to be a great pickup for the Patriots. I could see him having at least, you know, another 10-plus sack season for for you guys. And, you know, I think he, he's going to definitely make an – impact on that defense despite losing, you know, two, two big guys for um, your defense and Malcolm Brown and Trey Flowers. Oh, of course. This Patriots team is going to be fine without Trey Flowers, without Malcolm Brown. I expect him to extend Tom Brady until his age 45 season. I expect him to extend Julian Edelman as well. And I also think – I also told you this before that I have the Patriots drafting Noah Fant at 32. And I expect Gronk to be back as well along with bringing back – Michael's brother Martellus. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the Patriots resigned Jason McCourty and Philip Dorsett. I like because I think Philip Dorsett has a chance to th- to prove that he could be a reliable target for the Patriots and for one of one of Brady's reliable targets at receiver. And this Patriots team is in good hands. 
it, it, it is. I mean, you know, I just, I really just think, you know, I mean, what the Patriots have excelled at over the years, you know, and I've just kind of said this to you is, you know, just seeing just how much talent they've been able to get from these guys, either they're undrafted free agents or late round draft choices. You know, I mean, there's just some way that just Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just make these guys, you know, like the best receivers in, you know, in their, in their division, at least. I mean, they might not be the best receivers in the whole league, but it's just a system that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have been doing for the last two decades that has just been mind-blowing to, to me just to see, you know, just how consistent they have been, even knowing that they just don't need, they don't need like all this big all-star talent to get all the way back to the Super Bowl. I mean, just somehow, some way they could just, you know, do it with these lower level guys and just, you know, shock everybody in the AFC, even though people aren't shocked all the time with them making the playoffs, but, you know, seeing them win with the talent that they have, you know, I mean, just, it shows NFL teams, you know, you don't need all this big all-star talent to get you all the way to a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And let's also talk about some other signings as well this week. Let's talk about next. Let's also talk about the uh, Le'Veon Bell signing to your crosstown rival, New York Jets. When it when Le'Veon Bell, when I found out that he was going to be New York Jet, Jet, it doesn't mean the Jets are going to keep up with the Patriots. I think Le'Veon Bell adds a different dimension to this Jets offense to up Sam Darnold out, and the Raiders acquired Oyemeshi from the Oakland A's, who I think is going to be a big help to this offensive line. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oakland definitely needed um, some help on their on their line. I want to go back to on that Le'Veon Bell situation, though. You know, I you know I posted. Um, a blog on the uh, um, New York Jets last year on on Sport Talk when I was just kind of talking about how their offense just needs to kind of just be in the right direction over these next few years. You know, you just signed Adam Gase as your new head coach. He's going to be a very offensive-minded coach. You got Le'Veon Bell there. You're going to try and at least get probably another receiving target in there somewhere. I just think that Le'Veon Bell contract, that's going to help Sam Darnold in – in the backstretch, I'm not going to say that, you know, like the Jets are going to become like a fast-paced AFC East team in two or three years and chase down your Patriots or anything. I don't think that's going to be the case yet because they still have a long way to go. But Le'Veon Bell is going to provide some protection to Sam Darnold, knowing that he doesn't have to throw 35, 40 times a game. But, I mean, the Jets, they got a long way to go. And hopefully um, towards the end of his contract he has with the Jets you know maybe the Jets could be a surprise wild card team in about three or four years but I mean the Jets still have a long way to go even after signing Le'Veon Bell yes they do and also for the Bills they signed uh, Cole Beasley to a deal and Frank Gore is now a Buffalo Bill which we'll mention right now and also I think I think Cole Beasley is going to be a good piece for Josh Allen to throw to and I want to get your take on for my Rams is what is your reaction on the Rams adding Eric Weddle and letting go of LaMarcus Joyner? I, 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 I almost went, wanted to bring that up with you as well. You know, I really thought um, it was a shock to me when they, when they let go of Joyner, but it was a bigger shock to me, though, when Baltimore let Weddle go. But then when the Rams picked him up, I was just going like, he is just going to be such better addition than LaMarcus Joyner is because Weddle, what I saw from him – in Baltimore, as well as his early years in San Diego. I mean, he is just a ball hawk of a safety. And I, re- I really think, I mean, 
you know, like I said with Talib and Peters, you know, hopefully being back healthy next year, I think this secondary for your Rams is going to be even better with Weddle signing. I mean, if all three of those guys can stay healthy for your Rams next year, I mean, their secondary is going to be lights out next year in the NFC West. Absolutely. Adding Weddle is going to make this Rams secondary look scary, look be a nightmare. And also um, C.J. Mosley's now a Jet, which I think he's going to be a great piece to that defense. And also Anthony Barr was supposed to be a Jet, but he turned them down because I knew he wa- I knew he was going to end up remaining a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, agreeing. Yeah, I I also kind of thought that Barr once he realized that C.J. Mosley was involved in that big contract, I think he just kind of said, you know, I'm going to step out of here, and I still need to be the leader of this Vikings defense because last year, you know, I mean, when I saw the Vikings defense that they were two years ago when they went to the NFC Championship game, I re- I really thought the Vikings would have probably the second or the first best-ranked defense in the NFC next year. But, I mean, their defense just completely fell apart last year. I mean, this year the Minnesota Vikings need need to really emphasize that defense better than they were last year. So so hopefully Anthony Barr returning can, can help them out this year. And also for the Jets, with C.J. Mosley on board, expect him and Darren Lee – no, since they have Avery Williams, expect the Jets to shop for shop Darren Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I think C.J. Mosley is going to add is going to be a great piece to this uh, Jets defense, and I thought he was going to be a Raven for life. But with the rate, speaking of the Ravens, now that with C.J. Mosley on board, I really like their response when they picked up Mark Ingram to help with Lamar Jackson and bringing in Earl Thomas. Yeah, 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 absolutely. With with that right there, I heard a lot of talks about seeing what teams were in the market for. For him, but I definitely think that's a big signing for, um, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my voice here. But um, I definitely think, though, that Earl Thomas is going to be a definite replacement for um, Eric Weddle. And then back to that offense, you know, signing Mark Ingram to help with Lamar Jackson. That's going to be big for um, Baltimore. They're going to just sort of reverse their offensive attack a little bit, go more run-oriented offense first and a pass-oriented with Lamar as their new quarterback. Oh, absolutely. So give me just a minute here. I have to use the restroom real quick, and then when we come back, let's talk about the Nick Foles signing with Jacksonville.
I'm back now. So let's talk about the Nick Foles deal with the Jaguars. So uh, tell me if you think this, if Nick Foles is going to help the Jaguars out a lot. Yeah, I definitely think he is going to. You know, I think, um, I think Tom Coughlin kind of realized that. You know, when he signed Blake Bortles to that extension last year. I mean, you know, I basically thought Bortles was going to um, turn a corner for Jacksonville, but you know, I definitely think though Nick Foles is definitely going to. Um, just pick right back up the pace there. And, you know, I definitely think <clears throat> that Jacksonville is going to, you know, gain back a little bit of the luster they had in 2017. And I definitely think Nick Foles is going to be at least better than um, what Blake Bortles was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely there for sure on, uh, on Nick Foles. And Joyner to the Raiders and Trent Brown to the Raiders is going to help Eric areas of the Raiders such as the O-line and also the secondary and now that the Patriots lost Trent Brown in free agency I expect the Patriots to keep Gostowski and Allen and make Isaiah win their starting left tackle yeah uh, yeah because yeah I, I remember talking with you about that you know I definitely think you know if Wynn is gonna um come back healthy you know next year you know I mean it was unfortunate with him tearing his ACL in the preseason but um but now, you know, he's got a he's had a year to recuperate and you know, knowing that, you know, Trent Brown was paying was paid such a high contract, you know, I mean, I think Wynn though is still gonna um do a very good job, you know. I mean, you know, get you get a high first round draft pick out of the University of Texas for him and I definitely think, you know, he's got some big shoes to fill, but I definitely think Wynn can do it. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're right about that. So now that now that uh, being said here, talk about other moves. The Chiefs got uh, Tyron Matthew, cut Eric Berry, which I thought was stupid, along with cutting uh, Justin Justin Houston. Yeah, that yeah that was tough for me to um, see those two guys go, you know. But I definitely think you know the reason probably why they let those guys go is they also kind of got rid of Bob Sutton as well. So, I mean, it just kind of seems like their whole defense is just kind of getting a new, um, a, a, a new, a new, um, scheme and a new scheme in itself. You know, I definitely think, you know, you know, Houston was a big loss, but I definitely think, you know, Eric Berry, you know, he kind of had some injury issues over the last few years and they just say really needed to get a guy to, to really help them out. But I, I will say I was not really impressed with Mathieu, on the Texans, but hopefully, you know, um, with him now in Kansas City, hopefully he can bring um, to the Chiefs defense what he did for all those years in Arizona under um, Todd Bowles and uh, um, Bruce Arians. Yeah, absolutely. And also I want to bring up here is that the Cardinals signed Terrell Suggs. That means I do expect the Cardinals to trade Josh Rosen to the Dolphins for a third round like we talked about last week that I expect uh, Kyler Murray to be the number one overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft. And then in the, with the number two overall pick in the draft to the 49ers, I expect that to be Nick Bosa. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I, I definitely think, you know, Arizona is in the market for, um, for Kyler Murray right there. You know, I've been hearing them talking about all the Josh Rosen stuff and things like that. But, you know, I definitely think though that Suggs and Matheu are going to be two, um, big defensive-minded presences on Arizona. You know, I don't think, you know, it's going to be a whole 180-degree turn under under Klingsbury in his first year. But I definitely would think if Arizona could go at least 7-9 and nine 
or eight and eight this year under Kyler Murray because you know like we like we talked about I mean he's got a lot of really good key pieces in place but I definitely think the NFC West is still gonna be like a two like a two team race I mean I definitely think the 49ers could be in that conversation this year but um, I definitely think though the Rams and Seahawks are gonna be the two biggest teams in the NFC West and in 2019. And you think when Kyler Murray gets drafted by the Cardinals, he's going to be their starting quarterback week one, right? Absolutely, yeah. So now we talked about Terrell Suggs being a a Cardinal, and we talked about Nick Bosa being a member of the 49ers, and that's something you agree with. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think Bosa is going to um, you know, be a big presence on that San Francisco 49ers defensive line. You know, I mean, I, I, I saw the highlights of him in, um, in college a little bit when he – played for Ohio State but I will say you know I mean if if he can be as good as he was in Ohio State he could become the next Justin Smith of that uh, 49ers defensive line because when I when I used to watch the 49ers when they had that incredible defense from 2011 to 2014 when they were really just kind of the big team in the NFC West I mean that defense was just frightening under Justin Smith and just those incredible pro bowlers they had in there linebacker and secondary units. So, I mean, you know, drafting Nick Bosa could hopefully be that um, next big piece of that 49ers defense that really needs a, a makeover, you know, as the years go along. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right about that. And then you like the signing of the of the Giants getting Antoine Bethea and uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think uh, um, Golden Tate is definitely going to help that offense out a little bit, but I definitely like kind of the direction that the Giants are going with some of their defensive signings as well. It kind of seems like they're going after the guys that James Betcher knew um, well under Arizona. You know, they got Bethay. I think they also signed a guy, I think it was like Marcus Golden. I think they also got him for a one-year contract as well. So I definitely think the Giants are kind of using this offseason a little bit to just kind of develop that defense a little bit more as well as just kind of um, – step in a new direction, you know, knowing that we just talked about earlier about Odell Beckham Jr. being traded and Landon Collins being let go to the Washington Redskins. Absolutely. So now let's do our offseason outlook previews continued with the Chicago Bears first. So the Bears need, I think, more targets for Mitch Trubisky. It won't hurt for them to add a defensive piece. They lost Adrian Amos to the Packers. So when it comes to draft targets, uh, for the for the Bears, I see them waiting in the second round. They should target Irv Smith Jr., the tight end from Alabama, and they also could they could also use they could also use a safety as well. Which obviously they just signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix, which I think is going to help with that defense. Absolutely, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. You know, I mean, I I definitely think though that Chicago is as well. You know, I definitely think um, with kind of that later pick in in the rounds there. You know, I mean, I know they got Jordan. Howard and Tariq Cohen as their um, running backs, but I actually would not be surprised if they went ahead and um, drafted a running back or some other high offensive talent in the second round. You know, you brought up Irv Smith Jr. You know, I definitely think they could be in the market for a tight end there, but I also definitely think, you know, that um, that the Bears need to realize, you know, knowing that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be, you know, hopefully your next franchise quarterback, you know, you need to just kind of develop that offense now around him because that defense, you know, no matter what you say about it, that defense is set for the future, even though that Nick Fangio is now 
the head coach in Denver, you know, I don't even think the Chicago Bears defense is going to um, be affected by by that move at all. You know, I definitely think they're going to still at least be one of the top five NFC defenses um, in 2019. Especially without Chuck Pagano. He knows how to work defenses pretty well. So now that being said, my breakout players for the Bears this year on offense, it's Mitch Trubisky. And on defense, it's Roquan Smith. Yeah, I, de- yeah, I definitely would like to see uh, how Smith is going to do. You know, I was I was really impressed with how he just kind of really molded into that linebacker unit. You know, he he knew that I, – I, I think he knew last year that he didn't need to do too much with knowing that they got Leonard Floyd and they got um, – and they got Danny Trevathan from the Denver Broncos when he was on that Super Bowl winning team. I, I think he realized, you know, I don't need to do much here. I just need to, you know, just play with these other guys here. But I definitely think he is um, ready for a big year this year. I could definitely see him um, making a Pro Bowl for um, the Bears next season. Yeah, and absolutely. So a question of the day for the Bears is, do you think the Bears will repeat their 2018 success and take their games to the next level in 2019? It, it, it's going to be tough, you know. I, you know, I definitely think you know Green Bay is going to be better um, this next season, and I definitely think Minnesota is, is going to be there. But I, but I still think that um, that the Bears are going to be that other contending team in the NFC North. You know, I could definitely see that division being a three-team race there. Race there. I don't think the Bears are going to get 12 wins again um, next season, but I could definitely see them getting at least another. 10 win season and at least maybe um, a wild card bid because, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the green Bay Packers, you know, in just, in just a minute. But, um, but I definitely think the Minnesota Vikings are going to be improved as, as well, knowing that they're going to try and um, build their franchise in a different direction as well. But I definitely think the NFC North is going to be a three team race this, this season. We'll see about that, man. So now let's talk about the green Bay Packers and the question of the day for the green Bay Packers is, um, do you think Matt LaFleur is the next Sean McVay? Um, <laughs> I, I, I definitely think LaFleur, you know, has himself in a, in a good position here with um, Green Bay. You know, everyone was kind of shocked with that um, move going from Tennessee to Green Bay. I mean, I certainly was, you know, when I um, saw the move happen there. But I definitely think that LaFleur, he knows that, you know, he um, had mentored um, – he had, he had mentored Matt Ryan those years ago. He was kind of there for, you know, the first initial stages of um, mentoring Jared Goff a little bit in his time with the Rams as well. So I, I definitely think that he has the resume to um, to hopefully be the next Sean McVay. But, I mean, this team for Green Bay is going to be driven through Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, I mean if Rodgers is going to um, at least be, you know, the quarterback that he was, you know, in that dominant stretch from 2010 to 2014. And I'll even, you know, include 2015 and 16 as well. But, but I definitely think though that Rogers needs to just kind of just develop his, um, develop his scheme once again, because because this Green Bay Packers offense, if they're going to finally find a running back to complement um, this passing game for, for Green Bay, you know, I mean, I definitely think that, Rodgers could definitely, you know, have have great success under under Matt LaFleur, but I just don't think that under under LaFleur under LaFleur's guidance for Green Bay that I don't think he's going to be as innovative as Sean McVay was because I just don't know if Rodgers is going to be 
willing to go that direction because he's just such a great athletic talent and he could throw it from almost wherever he wherever he likes. Sean McVay and Jared Goff, I mean, they really just developed the system because Goff has been so young, but Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for like 10 years and he doesn't basically, I think, need a new offensive step to his game. Just He, just, he had a bad season last year, in my opinion. Absolutely. And when it comes to the draft targets for the Packers at 12 and 30, I have them getting two offensive tackles, one Juwan Taylor from Florida and the other Dalton Risner. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, I definitely think they can um, strengthen that offensive line a little bit. I I, I would also um, think, you know, I mean, you know, later in that draft as well, they would also try and find a running back as well because they, because they need a, um, a running game to hopefully, um, match that aerial passing attack under um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. And the Packers just got Adrian Amos. They also got somebody from the Ravens, and they also got uh, Preston Smith. But I also expect the the Packers to keep Clay Matthews. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. You know, you don't want to um, get rid of him, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my breakout players for the Packers this year on offense, it's Aaron Jones. And on defense, it's uh, Kenny Clark. Yeah, yeah, I de- yeah, I definitely liked uh, um, what I saw from Clark la- last year. You know, Aaron Jones. You know, I definitely think he had a good um, few games last year. But you know, I mean, I definitely think you know this um, Green Bay Packers team. You know, they got they still got some areas to to improve their team. And you know, hopefully, you know, as this free agency keeps going, you know, hopefully they can get another big splash. And uh, um, we'll see. Um, we'll see what direction the Green Bay. Packers go in the NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely. So you agree with the two picks that I have them with picking picks uh, 12 and 30? Yes. Mm-hmm. So now that being that being said, other free agents to be aware of in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, which in this uh, new league year is uh, expect. Uh, I know that case Keenum got traded to the red, to the uh, Redskins and also AP is staying with the Redskins. So, uh, Keep an eye out on Adrian Claiborne since he now got released by the Patriots. And also, um, it's pretty much it when it comes to free agents to be aware of. But the biggest free agent signing for the first week of the new league year, I have to give it to uh, the Jets and uh, signing Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. I'm in, de- I'm in definite agreement with you, with you right there. You know, I mean, I definitely think that these teams are starting to really just find the areas that they just they need a strike on and you know I mean of course you know we were just talking about at the beginning as well you know who knows what we're in store for you know with more big trades you know um coming as well you know I mean the old Beckham Jr. trade was a shocker and but I don't think that's gonna be the only shocking trade as well in this NFL offseason you know I definitely think there's gonna be at least another one or two you know eye-opening trades that you know people are gonna be going like did they make the right decision on that or did they not make it. So it, it'll be interesting to see as uh, um, this free agency um, keeps going. Absolutely. So my final NFL thought is that I'm looking forward to what the new league year begins. And and really, Kyler Murray's the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't um, disagree with you there. And uh, I definitely think uh, um, that, you know, as the NFL draft um, gets closer as well, you know, I, I think teams are going to um, really start to figure out, you know, which – direction they're going to go, you know, knowing that, you know, you still have a few more weeks of free agency before that draft, you know, I mean, now's a big time to really just see, you know, if you can get any more 
um, critical pieces before you really um, get that high first round draft choice that, you know, you need your team to step forward in the right direction. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to move on to the major league baseball segment.